Here, what was he doing here? Why? Are we? I think so. Yeah, we're good. Two seconds, three seconds. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Or good evening, I guess. What day is it today? Oh, shoot, I didn't even have my mic. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's better. Hey, what day is it today? Wednesday? I think it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday still? Man. Still. Can't wait for the weekend. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I just woke up. I took a nap because I woke up at like 5 a.m. And I I was like working, doing stuff. And I thought like, oh, man, I need some sleep. So I literally just woke up. So this is going to be a particularly unprofessional version. <laughs> at least toxic we have a sound on. I just ate some food. Yeah, we got some sound. We got our audio is good, I think. Um, anything exciting happening in our personal lives, darling? Except for well, the fact that I just woke up and I forgot to put the mic in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> There's some problem with uh, sound today. Is there? Yeah, because you forgot your mic. You forgot my mic. So. Yeah, well, I'm I'm out of it. I'm I'm so this is going to be terrible. <laughs> this particular episode. No, I don't think so. I think it'll be fun. The worst. I think the less professional our show is, the actual actually the the funnier and more fun it is. Um, remember, I'm toxic. She's masculine. Together, we are toxic masculinity. Thank you for watching the show. Uh, shall we get to the first news story, which I haven't yet read? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. Let me switch to your camera. All right. Go for it. Uh, haha. Krispy Kreme will reward you for getting vaccinated by making you fat. Yes. Krispy Kreme wants to make you fat as a reward for taking the vaccine. So let's have a look at this. COVID vaccine motivation. Hello. What, what just happened? Oh, I messed up. Okay. Oh, look, a black person in an ad. That's so strange. I've never seen that before. That never happens. Um, okay, don't know how that... So, I say that a lot to Valeria. If the TV comes on, because there's so many black people in ads now... I started like 99%. Saying, yeah. Chris. So I started making this Houston, joke. Houston, we have a problem. I don't, know if, I don't know if they can even tell, but we have the air on. It's quite loud. Um, so when black people come on ads on TV, I go, hey, Valeria, look, there's another black person in an ad on TV. It's so weird. I've never seen that before. I, she, it's gotten to the point where it's like super annoying. Like she finds it super annoying. But I don't care. I think it's funny. So I keep saying it. Okay, so let's, let's have a look here at this news story. Uh, COVID vaccine motivation. Krispy Kreme giving away free donuts for showing vaccination card through the end of 2021 so for the rest of the year every single day you can go get a free donut Krispy Kreme when I first uh, heard this um, the title I see this title that free donut free donut for um, vaccination card uh -huh. show your vaccination card get a donut and I was like that's a, such a moronic thing to do and then I, I read the article and I was like so donuts for free for the end of the year <laughs> I kind of want to yeah. get a vaccine now. <laughs> or at least a forged card. <laughs> All right. So Valeria could eat a donut every single day for the rest of the year, and she would look the same. So for the rest of us who aren't superhuman, uh, essentially, I think, oh, for crying out loud, stop. 
I hate these websites like USA Today where if you click over over here, it it just like it just clicks out of the article. I don't know why they set it up like that. It's the stupidest. What intro? Well, we've already gotten into this story. God, we always do that. Well, remind me before. Remind me before. You okay, think guys. I remember. People remember. All right, guys. Welcome to Toxic Masculinity. Here's a stupid intro. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, we got the intro. We got the intro. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, I got to click here so it doesn't disappear. All right, Ancestry.com. All right, <clears throat> let's read the article. Krispy Kreme is providing a sweet incentive to encourage more people to roll up their sleeves for COVID-19 vaccine. For the COVID-19 vaccine. Free donuts through the end of 2021. Starting Monday, consumers who show a valid COVID-19 vaccine card... Or an invalid one that they can't tell the yeah. difference of. <laughs> How are they supposed to know? Yeah, it's do not like it's got a hologram in it or do, something. Do you want to do, do it? Yeah, we should do this as a like a, a, a second career. I should just because I'm really good at Photoshop. Like that was my job for a long time. I was a graphic designer. So just uh, <laughs> if you need a fake COVID vaccine, just send two ninety nine ninety nine to. No, I'm kidding. Oh God, I mean YouTube is probably going to use this as evidence against me to show that I'm peddling criminal. It's a joke, obviously. All right. Uh, let's see. Starting Monday, consumers who show a valid uh, COVID-19 vaccination card or invalid, whatever, at locations nationwide will get a free original glazed donut, the Winston-Salem, North Carolina-based chain announced. The freebie is valid at all 369 Krispy Kreme locations. Sorry, shops located in 41 states and available anytime, any day, every day for the rest of the year. Dave Skeena. Krispy Kreme Chief Marketing Officer told USA Today no purchase necessary. Krispy Kreme is also offering up four hours of paid time off for each COVID-19 vaccination for its employees. Four hours? (laughs) Why not like a full day? Four hours? That's a weird weird thing to offer. (laughs) That's a very weird thing to offer. Why? I wonder how they make that calculation. You know how much time you need off if you get a vaccination? Four hours. I've heard a rumor. Well, I just saw somebody on Instagram who had gotten the vaccination. And she goes, the rumors are true. Uh, the day after your vaccination, don't plan on doing anything. And she was like in bed, you know, like like she was like she felt awful the next day. So I guess that's a thing. I hadn't actually heard that. Oh. Uh, my sister got vaccinated, but I didn't. She didn't tell me she well, was. Well, it's a per- personal. Somebody, somebody feels sick. Yeah. Somebody actually get it, get sick, and people, other people, like, oh, we're normal, just hurts a little bit. That's it. Yeah, this girl, uh, this girl was in bed the whole day, then the whole next day, apparently. At least that's what she was. She she seemed to be. Uh, let's see here. Krispy Kreme also offer. Okay, blah, blah blah blah. Businesses include retailers such as Best Buy, Target, and Trader Joe's. Oh, sorry, and it's and it isn't alone. So it isn't alone in the. It's not the only company that's giving employees some paid time off if they get the the shot. Um, Best Buy, Target, and Trader Joe's have been providing paid time off to employees who get the vaccine. I mean, I'll be honest; that kind of makes some sense. I, I think that's a reasonable thing to do because if you do if you do get this vaccination, you're obviously trying to help other people. You know, from getting sick, you don't spread the the virus and so if it if you need a day off the next day 
Yeah, maybe that's how it should go. All right, let's see here. Uh, <clears throat> while many companies are giving employees motivation, Krispy Kreme appears to be the first national chain providing consumers with a treat. It's also given out free donuts on special occasions like Halloween for wearing a costume, Election Day, and St. Patrick's Day for consumers who wore green. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's actually probably a pretty smart marketing ploy because if you think about it, the people who are going to take them up on this, the people are going to say, oh, man, if I get vaccinated... You know, and even if they, they're going to get vaccinated anyway, um, they're probably already fat. <laughs> they're probably already fat because I mean, who who goes to Krispy Kreme, or who would want to go to Krispy Kreme every single day? Probably not runners. <laughs> I mean, so so you know, the people who are going to probably want to go to Krispy Kreme anyway, they're probably not going to just want one donut. So they're probably going to make up for it with the coffee and the and the other stuff that they're buying there, uh, as well as getting that one free donut. So I think it's actually a brilliant marketing ploy. Well, I saw this in the Russian Facebook group mm -hmm. when somebody posted, like, look, look what this moron's doing. And people just start commenting Russian in Russian. Like, mm -hmm. one donut, that would be like coffee and donut. <laughs> well, you can buy the coffee. I'll I don't think it's that it. expensive. But here's here's the thing. So so, uh, when I first read this, I thought I thought this is not good because you're just gonna make a bunch of people fat. But actually, now that I think through it, I'm actually quite uh, impressed because who are the people that need to get the shot? Other than old people, it's fat people. Fat people need to get it more than anyone else, other than the old people. Because and then you're getting if, more. Fat if you're because... overweight, yeah. But they're come on, they're not gonna. Most most fat people don't aren't gonna slim down. So I don't think it's that bad, but but they will they'll be encouraged to get this vaccine, which is going to be good for them because we don't you know we want fewer people to die. Obviously, you want people to get into shape, but I suppose if I had the choice of getting into perfect shape and dying, or staying a bit fat and not dying, I guess I'd probably stay a bit fat, but. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is kind of a fun story. Uh, man, gosh, I, I am like so asleep still. It's terrible. You look good. You, oh, do I? <laughs> well, thank you, darling. You gotta, you know, you gotta pull your weight around here today because uh, I'm not, I'm not able to. All right, so wow, you are so bright. I think the sun came out after well, I set I the lighting. Well, I think it's going down, and lighting will be perfect. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, shall we move on to the next story, darling? Yeah. Okay, that's going to be difficult. <clears throat> Ahmad Al Alivi Alisa suspected yeah. in Boulder shooting. That would have been perfect. It's except like everything a Ahmad Al Alivi Alisa. That would have been perfect except for you say your W's as V's because you're a Russian. Alivi. Russians say they're. Ali Russians. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce his name. No idea. Let's see here. So, anyway, so this, uh, <clears throat> I assume, Muslim guy was the one who shot everybody up in uh, Boulder, Colorado. This is obviously tragic. Uh, everybody's, you know, quite upset about this. Let's see here. A 21-year-old Syrian-born man was identified Tuesday as the alleged Colorado supermarket shooter who killed 10 people, including a police officer with records revealing that he had posted online about Islamophobia and once cold-cocked a high school bully. You know, so he was probably like... Uh, you know, a, a, you know, a nerdy guy, socially awkward, bullied in school. Um, uh, cold cock means he just punched him. Hmm. 
There's nothing. I don't know why they said cold cocked in particular. Uh, let's see here. Ahmed Al uh, <coughs> Aliwi Alisi of Arvada, Colorado, now faces 10 counts of first degree murder for the rampage he allegedly unleashed Monday afternoon in a King Supers grocery store in Boulder, Colorado, where some shoppers were out getting COVID 19 vaccines, officials said uh, at a Tuesday briefing. We will hold the evildoer responsible to the full extent of the law for his actions. <laughs> you called him an evildoer? That's kind of funny, actually. I don't know. It adds a little levity that I think is unnecessary in this particular case. Uh, said Democrat Governor Jared Polis, we will always remember the victims of the King Supers shooting. It also doesn't help that the name of the grocery store is King Supers. It's <laughs> kind of funny also. <clears throat> Elisa's now deleted Facebook page. Says he was born in Syria in 1999, came to the United States in uh, 2002, uh, according to the Daily Beast, his account included postings about Islam, such as the faith's prayers and religious holidays, and his apparent suspicions that he was under surveillance. Yeah, if these racist Islamophobic people would stop hacking my life, my life phone, my life phone, and let me have a normal life, I probably could. He wrote in one July t- 2019 post, according to the Daily Beast. In a different post, Elise shared another person's thoughts the day after the 2019 uh, mosque massacres in Christchurch, New Zealand, that killed 51 people. Uh, the Muslims at Christchurch Mosque were not the victims of a single shooter, the, the uh, reposted message reportedly read. They were the victims of the entire Islamophobia industry that vilified him. <clears throat> that vilified them. Um, y- you, know, you know how I kind of think about that? The idea that... Uh, What? <laughs> the girl who who uh, who compiles our stories is like, <clears throat> you sound like you have a cold. Did you catch the COVID? I don't know because I slept a long time today, but I don't think I'm sick. No, no, you you sounds like it when you like recently woke just up. woke up. Yeah, so yeah. you're fine. I'm sure. I don't think I'm sick, but I don't know why I slept so much. It's weird because I slept a full night's sleep, and then I slept like two more hours during the day. Very strange. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so this, you know, this idea that Islamophobia is this rampant problem in America, um, certainly you do have some, like the Christchurch shooter, you do have some radicals out there. Uh, I, I would say far fewer Christian white radicals than you have, say, like Muslim radicals from the Middle East. But you do have some occasionally. But I don't think that that's like a problem that stems from some kind of systemic or endemic Mm -hmm. Islamophobic issue. I don't know. Have you heard anyone ever say anything Islamophobic since you've moved to the United States? Like anybody that we've ever met? We hang out in like Republican circles in L.A. You know, we meet a lot of people. I've never heard anyone say anything remotely Islamophobic ever. I don't know. I don't know what, where, you know, but, but so the problem isn't really that there is all this Islam, Islam, Islamophobia. The problem is that you have places like CNN telling people like this guy, oh, there's all this Islamophobia. You got to be, you got to watch out. You got to be scared. You got to worry about all this Islamophobia. And then he's got a little something off about him already. You know, he thinks people are hacking into his phone and crap. Probably no one had any idea who this guy was. And, uh, and he becomes paranoid and he starts to think, oh, yeah, all these. All these white people hate me, you know, this Islamophobia is terrible in America, it needs to be stopped, he gets a little something in his head, he snaps, and then he goes and he shoots a bunch of people. So, I actually think the media, 
CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, places like this, for spreading this myth of Islamophobia, I think they are actually more culpable and more responsible for what happened there than anyone on the right. You know, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to say, I'm sure they wanted to say this guy was a white guy, like they said about the, uh, that kid who shot mm-hmm. up all the massage parlors. But uh, unfortunately for them, it was not, uh, it was not a white male. I mean, I guess he's kind of white. I don't know. He's white. Yeah, people he in the white. people in the Middle East can be white, you know, but he they're looks white to me. Middle Eastern. Yeah, you can have people who look pretty white in like Iran, like blonde, blue-eyed type people. But uh, you know, they're obviously a different culture. They're obviously racially. Uh, there's there's a kind of significant difference. Let's see here. Um, uh, uh, Elisa's identity was known to the FBI because he was linked to another individual under investigation by the Bureau. Oh, so maybe his phone was being hacked. <laughs> Let's see. Law enforcement sources told the New York Times, though the report didn't say who that person is or what they were being probed for. Elisa, who was shot in the leg and hospital, hospitalized in stable condition, was expected to be transferred to a local jail Tuesday. You know what's interesting about this story is when I saw the original pictures of him being walked away from the site, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's up in this it's video. Up here. Yeah, here. <clears throat> when I saw these, this original video of him walking away, I thought, ah, crap, it's a white guy. That's what I thought. And I was like, I was like, but the, what, what I did, what I thought was really weird was that they weren't releasing his name or they weren't saying he was a Caucasian male. Yeah. And there's a kind of a rule with reporters that... If they say the race of the, you know, immediately, they say the race of a shooter or a race of some kind of criminal or suspect immediately, it's almost always because it's a white male and they mm-hmm. want that, they want that message out there that white males are dangerous, white males are dangerous. But if it's a black guy or an Arab guy or a Hispanic or something like that, and it's unclear what the race is at first, like they're not releasing the race of the person, it's almost always because they're not white, right? They, they don't want... They don't want anybody to think, oh, black people are, are, are violent or, you know, Hispanics are violent or Muslims are violent. They don't want that message out there. So they keep it quiet at first. Well, but then they can have another message, not just, oh, white guy. Okay, he's not white. Then next one, there will be, oh, guns are dangerous. We need to ban well, yeah, that's Well, yeah, that's what they've moved on to. Yeah, that's what they've moved on to here. Uh, and we'll get to that. We have another story about that, but... Uh, but what what I thought was really weird was that it looked like a white guy being walked out, yeah, but they yeah, weren't that, releasing his name. So there was these, you know, there was this, uh, they didn't make sense to me. I couldn't figure out why they weren't releasing his name or, or releasing his race. And I thought there's something suspicious there. And I was going to tweet about it and read the story, but I ended up taking a nap instead. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was curious. I was like, why are they? And then, and it came out whilst I was napping, it came out that the guy's this, um, this Muslim uh, like I, I don't, I don't know if I'd call him a terrorist. Maybe I guess he's a terrorist, but he, he seems like he might be crazy. Like his his brother, he, he's crazy. Said that he had a mental mm-hmm. problem or something like that. So, I mean, we'll find out in the coming days. I, I'm sure what the what the exact what the motivation was, what the deal was. Um, but yeah, uh, Muslim guy can't point to white people and say America's a racist country. Sorry, Democrats. I know you you desperately want to. And speaking of people who desperately want to say that this is a that white people white men in particular are horrible racist and they they're the most violent people in the country let's go on to the next story shall we sure um 
Do I have to read this? Whoops. Yeah, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Kamala's niece assumed Shooter was white. Well, we all assumed that he was white. <laughs> right, right. But the problem was, she, this is Kamala Harris's niece. So Kamala Harris's niece tweets that, you know, this Shooter's white and that, you know, and that white men are the most evil people on the planet, right? <clears throat> Kamala Harris's niece deletes tweet that assumes Boulder Mass Shooter was a white guy. So this is what she wrote. This is the tweet here at the bottom. She wrote, The Atlanta shooting was not even a week ago. Talking about the massage parlors with the Asian women that were killed. Mm -hmm. And she writes, Violent white men are the greatest terror threat to our country. Oh, really? Oh, really, Mina. Mina Harris. What a horrible, horrible woman. What a horrible woman. She should look into the statistics and see who really is doing all the shootings in America because it's certainly not white men. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Okay, well, let's go ahead and read some of this. Because the thing is, even if he had been a white male, that's not necessarily indicative of the country. White men are not the biggest, you know, the most violent people in this country. They're certainly well, not the biggest Well, how many threat. shooting, like mass shooting like this you see yeah. by doing by black people? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not about it's the mass shootings, though. It's about <clears throat> the mass shootings. Usually, white. Right. That guy. This guy looks yeah. white, but he's not white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Statistics are, you know, the statistics. But mm -hmm. such a huge news like this, it almost always white men. Right, and so, and but the problem is, like, if you get one crazy w white guy gunman, they can shoot like several people. They can shoot like ten people. And then you say, oh, look, you know, this is a problem. But if you have 20 black guys shooting, you know, a bunch of, like an individual, say, mm -hmm. each of them just shoots one person, they've actually shot more people. There's more of them have shot. But because this one white guy shot so many and it was such a big story. Yeah. But then also, I do think you have instances where you get cartels or members of cartels, like the Mexican cartels or, or, or black people in, say, Chicago or, or St. Louis or places like this. And maybe they shoot 10 other black guys or 10 other cartel members or something like that but they think oh that's just part of that culture that's what they do and so it doesn't get put out into the news in such a way like how many black guys are shooting other black guys and they have a mental problem they have some kind of something wrong with them but because we don't read about that story we never hear because about there it there's no stories about this no they never they never put stories about that because they only want to focus on the rare case where some white guy snaps and a lot of times these, these you know, white guys are leftists or, or they have some kind of leftist views and stuff like that. But the media never reports about that either. They always want to cast them as like a Trump supporter. So let's read this. Uh, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris's niece, Mina Harris, deleted a tweet about the Boulder shooting suspect after assuming the shooter was white. And deleted a previous tweet about the suspect in Boulder in the Boulder shooting, the 36-year-old New York Times best-selling author, best-selling author, <laughs> uh, wrote on Twitter Tuesday. The tweet came after... I mean, maybe she's a best-selling author because of her own amazing writing ability, but my guess is it's because Kamala Harris is her aunt. Um, the tweet came after reports revealed the identity of the, the suspect uh, police had in custody. Police arrested... Oh, gosh, this again. Ahmad Al-Aliwi, Elisa... 21 of uh, Arvado, I can't even read the name of the town, <laughs> Arvado, Colorado, uh, and charged him with 10 counts of first-degree murder on Monday. Police in Boulder were uh, out to, or sorry, were called out to King Super's 
grocery store for an active shooter. The first police officer to respond to the mass shooting was Eric Talley. Sorry, Eric Talley was among the 10 killed, according to Boulder Police Department press release. I'm not going to blame the fact that I'm sleepy. I'm going to blame the fact that this writer is a terrible writer. Who wrote this? <laughs> Who, wrote Who wrote this? this? Katie Jerkovich. Oh, she's going to get her name changed. That's terrible. <laughs> no, you're not a terrible writer, Katie. I'm just, I'm just joking. It's just I'm a little sleepy here. Uh, yeah, that's 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 very sad. I mean, he looks like a good man, probably a family man. Uh, uh, that's 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 very sad. That's that's a. Uh, God, the whole thing's tragic. I hate when this kind of stuff happens, you know. Uh, I made an assumption based on his being taken into custody alive and the fact that the majority of mass shootings in the U.S. are carried out by white men. What a horrible friggin' woman. Not only is she wrong and she looks like a fool, mm-hmm. but now she has to come back around and still try to condemn mm-hmm. white men anyway. She's like, she's like, uh, like uh, okay, maybe I was wrong about him just being a, a white American guy, but, but... He was taken alive, which is really rare for anybody who's not a white man, which is not true. I mean, that's a freaking myth. There's this idiotic myth that like, oh, if you're black, you have a much better, you know, you have a much, uh, you're, it's much more likely the police are going to shoot and kill you. They're not going to take you in alive. And they, they do this on, um, on Twitter. I see this in, in Instagram. They'll have a picture of a white guy taken into custody. Black guy shot to death. White guy taken into custody. Black guy shot to death. They'll do, they'll like have it like eight of these examples or something or and the thing is, yeah, like, I'm also surprised why he was alive because he killed the policeman. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, they they have statistics. They have something called statistics, and you can actually look at the statistics, right? And if you're a white man and you have an encounter with police, you're actually more likely to be shot and killed. Why he's still alive then? He's not. Well, okay. <laughs> but it's weird, darling. Darling, if you have, good God, all right. Now I have to explain this to my wife in front of the whole nation. This is humiliating. All right. If you have a statistic that shows you're more likely to be mm-hmm. taken alive as a black man and more likely to be shot to death if you're a white man, that doesn't mean every single white man that is as encounters a police officer is going to be shot and killed ever. That just means there's a higher chance. I'm just looking at this particular situation. I'm thinking if he shot the policeman, Right. Aren't they supposed to kill him right there? Oh, oh. That's my point. Well, that was very bad timing. <laughs> you, you you made that point right in the middle of another okay. point that made it sound relevant. Okay. Uh, uh, no, you, you don't necessarily have to kill somebody just because they kill a cop. Okay, that's I not, thought that's what, what those are not be. the. I mean, that's, that's probably the rules in Russia. <laughs> that's probably the rules in Russia. That's not the rules in America. You don't just kill somebody just because they shot a cop. I mean, although I'm sure they probably wanted to. Um. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the statistics, per encounter, not not per, like, so a lot of times what they'll do to make it seem like black people get killed more often is they'll say, more black men per capita are shot than mm-hmm. white men. And what that means is, like, as a percent of the population, right, as a percentage of the population, more black men are actually shot to death than white men in America. As a percentage of the black population, it's more black men. As a percentage of the white population, it's fewer uh, white men. But the problem is that black men commit so many crimes in America. They, they commit something like about half the, the, like if you compare it to white people, white men, they can, you know, it's about 50-50. Mm-hmm. And so certainly because there are fewer black men in the country in total, yeah, per capita, you're going to have few, more black men killed than white men. But that's just because they're committing so much crime. So if you do it per incident, 
per encounter with police, it's actually more likely that, that you'll be killed if you're white. So the police actually have a bias toward killing white men and against killing black men. Because if you will kill the white men, nobody is going to protest for a year. Exactly right. Exactly. That's exactly the problem. Do you problem. remember when that uh, Black Lives Matter were like in, in place in protests like uh -huh. almost every week? Uh -huh. And there was another shooting and another guy was killed by police. And I was like, Chris, was he black? And you were like, no, I was like... Yeah, you're like, thank goodness. And it was so terrible. And, and I, was, I was like, what kind of country do we live in where you're grateful? You're grateful that, you know, that the person that you're, you know, you're, you're rooting for somebody yeah. to be shot by police to be white. Uh, it's so messed up. It's so messed up. Anyway. All right, so you want to, uh, should we move on to the next story? Because it's also related to this. There's a lot of stories about this shooting today. Yeah. Well, yesterday was immigration, today's shooting. So fun. Yeah. Gun control executive order. Executive. Being... <laughs> Gun control executive order being considered by Biden. Right. So because of this Boulder thing, Biden, but this to me is like just pure virtue signaling. I don't think there's any possibility that this would happen because it's totally unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. You cannot have an executive. You can't have the president go, no more of these guns. You just can't have that. Well, you can California have... will say no guns in California. And that, yeah, well, that could, that'll be challenged as well. I mean, we have the Second Amendment. So you, you have to let the citizens have guns, right? Well, there is also a freedom of speech in the Constitution, which is mm, problematic right now. <laughs> right, but hopefully the Supreme Court... Uh, rules in in ways that make sense, but yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think this is just Biden um, posturing. It was a bit of virtue signaling. I don't think this is legitimate. Uh, but he said uh, he's considering an executive action. Oh, this is from Jen Jen Psaki. <clears throat> Let's see here. President Biden is considering executive action on gun control in the wake of two mass shootings. Uh, Psaki did not specify what action Biden might take, exactly, He's, uh, she says, we are considering a range of levers, including working through legislation, including executive action, Psaki told reporters. Uh, that has been under discussion and will continue to be under discussion. Biden <coughs> addressing the shooting that occurred in Boulder, Colorado, and that left 10 dead, said Tuesday he didn't want uh, to wait another minute, let, let alone another hour, to act on gun violence, a shooting six days earlier, uh, left eight dead in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, yeah, but it was from a guy with sex addiction. I mean, he clearly had a mental issue. Um, he didn't mention potential executive action, but implored the Senate to pass a series of House bills that would close loopholes in background checks. He also urged Congress to ban assault weapons. See, this is the problem, this assault weapons thing. Their perception of assault weapons is like an AR-15 rifle. And an AR-15 rifle is, is, for most, you know, typical white American men, which is the people they seem to hate, uh, for most of the hated white American men that have AR-15s, they're hunting rifles. You know, some of them have them for self-defense, but a lot of them use them for hunting. And so if it's, it's a little bit of a weird thing. If you look at the statistics of gun violence and how many people are shot every year, handguns kill almost... All of the victims are handgun deaths. Almost all of them. It's like 90% or something crazy. I mean, it's a lot. 
Rifles are way, way, way down the list. Uh, AR-15 is way, way down there. Most of the deaths in America are not caused by an AR-15. So this idea of like, I mean, I wouldn't want to ban any guns, but let's just say like, if you wanted to take a rational step to reduce the number of deaths by gun violence, the rational choice of guns to ban would be the handgun. So the whole point of like pointing out that, that you know, these these leftists are trying to ban the wrong guns is to show, one, they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. They're not even paying attention to the statistics. But also, two, they're clearly just targeting white people. Because whereas black people tend to have the handguns, white people tend to have the AR-15s. But again, the vast majority of people, like vast, vast, vast majority who have these guns, they never use them on other people. They use them on like deer or something or Except elk. Except one time in two years. Well, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, but th- these aren't the, you know, that guy isn't one of the the terrifying Trump supporting, you know, He's not even white. Conservatives, right? But so, so that doesn't even fit the, that doesn't even fit the the narrative. But this idea that okay, we you know what we we need to do? There's all these deaths every year from gun violence. It's terrible. We need to ban a gun. Which gun should we ban? Let's ban the gun that everybody's using for hunting. <laughs> Let's ban this hunting rifle over here. And the reason is because it looks like an M16. It looks like a military rifle. Mm-hmm. So people are like, this is a weapon of war. That's you always hear from like, from like AOC. Or I don't know who's... I, I, don't, I think it was AOC that always says this. Might be Campbell of it. We need to ban weapons of war. They always say. It's a hunting rifle. But it does look... It's cool. Like it looks like a military rifle, you know, the AR-15. And it is, you know, it is a powerful rifle for sure. It's a powerful gun. But again, it's not killing most of the people in the United States. The, I, I just think this idea that like, oh, there's a bad guy out here. He's got his hands on a gun and he's killed a bunch of people. And therefore, the solution to this is we're going to take all the guns away from everybody else. Like all the innocent good people who have guns that could potentially defend themselves from guys like this. We're going to take the guns away from them. So they don't like if you could imagine like if that happened in Texas. That guy probably would have been shot after he killed one person, you know, because a lot of people in, yeah. in Texas carry carry guns. So in Boulder, Colorado, if there had been more people in that store with guns on them, that guy probably would have been shot pretty early on, you know. Um, can so you, can guns, you actually shoot a person? You, illegally? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Illegally, and then you go to jail. No, no, legally, Le- legally, legally. So if I have a gun... And there's a guy in the store with the mm-hmm. gun. Mm-hmm. So I have to... Shoot him. And you win. And you, you're well, a hero. I would not want to have this record that I kill a person. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure it haunts people when they do it. But you, you would have been able to probably get on if Tucker. If you will attack me, like I have no way to escape, I will attack. Because no, no, what is the No, if are... this guy is shooting a bunch of random people in a store you, and you have a gun, well, you, you better will, friggin' well, shoot first him. first you have to run, hide, then you can attack. But first you have to hide and run and hide. And then if you have no choice, you have to you have to attack and kill the person. I mean, we could imagine different various scenarios, but yeah. the, the point is, I think that if you have a gun and there's a shooter... It's just nice to have a gun with you. <laughs> yes, I think that it is, right. Um, okay, so shall we move on to the next story? 
Uh, can I read a couple of super chats so I won't miss them? Yes, in, please in the do. End? Yeah. Uh, well, first one from Brandon Michelini. Mm -hmm. uh, five bucks, no question, just how is going? Emoji? <laughs> <laughs> that's nice yeah it's going well i i uh i'm i'm pretty you know irritated by this whole leftist idea of every time there's gun violence oh let's let's use this as an excuse to push this anti-gun narrative even though the only people they want to take the guns from are the people who would be using them to defend themselves against bad guys but whatever uh but other than that i'm doing great i got a little bit of a crick in my neck you know if you sleep wrong maybe i tried to have valeria massage it out but it didn't it didn't it didn't fully work all, all the people who now who don't know you're my wife are like they're like oh having the having the co-host try try to give you a massage i see what that's all about <laughs> well actually we got married quite a long time ago so yeah it might be sexual harassment but it's uh i think i have the i think i'm once you get married you're legally allowed to sexually harass your wife right not sure oh no, no. <laughs> well you sexually harass me all the time should i sue you <laughs> the death stare <laughs> all right go on read read the next one next one from brandon mm -hmm. again chris wake up yeah i know i probably should and working on I it i think working that's it. it we can keep all right you want to read the next story darling yeah Democrat tweet KKK hood at Candace Owens. Owens. Yeah, I, I didn't get Owens. a chance to read this, but this sounded pretty vicious. Okay, so a leftist white male running for Congress tweets KKK hood to Candace Owens and gets slapped back as being a racist. Well, naturally, yeah. I mean, honestly, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with the left now? Chris, if you voted for Trump, you're not black. Remember know, yeah, that. Yeah. You, you ain't black. You ain't you black ain't is black. the term. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's have a look here. <clears throat> a left wing male running for U.S. Congress. Well, I I doubt he's gonna win now. <laughs> it's just like how to ruin your congressional candidacy in one easy step. Okay. A left wing white male running for U.S. Congress responded Tuesday to a Twitter post from a conservative commentator, Candace Owens, by tweeting an image of a Ku Klux Klan hood at her. <laughs> wow. Wow. Talk about being out of touch all right let's see here oh he's he's acting like this is her clanhood like she's a member of the clan that's so he wrote ridiculous. so she had written the number one violent offenders against black people and other uh, are other black people the number one violent offenders against asian americans are also black people <laughs> i love candace owens but both Black Lives Matter and Asian Lives Matter are campaigns dedicated to stomp stomping out white supremacy because clown world that's so true that's such a great point and then this guy writes, yikes, you may have dropped this, suggesting that she is somehow uh, a, mm -hmm. a, you know, kind of white supremacist Ku Klux I missed one super chat from Frank James. Oh, sorry. so bad. Wait, wait. Okay. All right. Don't let us finish the article. Just no, because I feel so bad that I missed the super chat. All right. Chat. Go for it. Go for um, it. Archie Bunker on gun control visionary. Did I? <laughs> Did I? Well, I don't know what Archie Bunker said about gun control because I never watched All in the Family. But uh, Archie Bunker was uh, was an, a crotchety old man, you know, conservative, hated hippies, and uh, the guy who played him, I think, was a bit of a leftist. And Rob Reiner, who plays the hippie son, ended up being a powerful director who is like a total leftist a hole. But uh, the show at the time, I think, did attempt. It was more of a leftist show, but I think it did attempt to portray some ideas from the conservative world as somewhat reasonable, even though he was sort of the butt of most of the jokes. 
Um, it was sort of like uh, Fraser was kind of like that as well, where the dad was far more of a more pragmatic person, and then the the, the sons were more of these sort of like uh, highfalutin city folk, and then the dad often just made the 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 sons look like idiots, even though they were like super high IQ types. Um, but yeah, Archie Archie Bunker. I have to. I, I should watch more All in the Family. That was uh, that's apparently a very good show, but I I never really watched it. All right, let's have a look at this. So it says, uh, what are the details? On her Monday tweet, Owen's a black woman. Okay, well, I already wrote the, read the tweet. Let's see here. Brutal bl- backlash. Blacklash. <laughs> Brutal backlash. Soon Omara, who's, who's apparently Irish. Uh, Soon Omara, who subsequently claimed Owen's is recycling explicitly white supremacist arguments, which she totally isn't. What she's saying is just true. I don't understand why it's a white supremacist argument if you just state statistics. I, I hate it when statistics they do this. Statistics are racist. Yeah, I know. Yeah, math is racist. Okay. Statistics are racist. Exactly. Math is racism. Yeah. Statistics are racism. <laughs> okay, my, my mistake. I'm so sorry. Uh, let's see here. Hashtag Muslim Lives Matter. Uh, That's going to be the next movement. And then it says that Omara was feeling the heat from Twitter users, including Owens herself. When one common... Commentator wrote of Omara, pretty sure this is a hate crime in California. <laughs> Owens offered the following observation. Uh, so then she wrote back, pretty sure a white man dropping a Klansman hood off to target a black woman is a hate crime everywhere. I wonder if I could file a police report against him in California. I love that. Let's see here. Uh, another user answered Owens, I sure as hell would. It's definitely a hate crime. God, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Uh, it's weird like these leftists are like so lost like they're delusional they're so lost in their own world of fantasy that they're just unable to to see the world as it is they really are delusional you know they used to call it trump derangement syndrome but we can't call that anymore because trump's gone so what is it it's just like you can still call the same (laughs) you can but i i just would call it pure delusion i think um, others express similar sentiments. These are various comments people have made. You seriously just tweeted this to a black woman. One comment, commenter added, you need help. Racist Democrats back at it again with racist tweets. Who would have guessed that Liam the racist, the racist Democrat, hates black people? Being from the South, this is one of the most insulting things you could ever do to a person of color, another user added. Uh, we, we approach things like this with far more sensitivity due to our past, but let me tell you, um, that is racist and has no place in this country. In no way is that amusing. I uh, can only imagine what the response would be if a Republican congressional representative sent a picture of a Klan hoodie. Hoodie. He's calling it a hoodie. <laughs> a Klan hood. Let's call it that. Uh, to an African-American commentator, another observed. I'm glad that we're consistent in our outrage. Yeah. The fact that you you went out and searched for this and it's still up for how long? should show people that you have zero remorse for your actions, that you are refusing any kind of accountability. You say it's appropriate, but here we are, and it's still up, another commentator said Tuesday afternoon. Well, I don't know if he went out and searched for it. I think he, he cut it. I think that this is something he made. I think he made the clan hood. You think? That's what it looks like. Or maybe he found a picture of no, it online. No, it looks like a picture. Maybe. <laughs> Um, this is beyond you can, racist. You can, you can check it easily if it's his or saved from the internet. So somebody thinks legal investigations should be started. That's pretty funny. 
Uh, what else did the candidate have to say? Omar, in one of his subsequent tweets, wrote that I studied extremist rhetoric for a living, and this stuff is really dangerous. Oh, oh, he's, I guess he's trying to say that what Candace, Candace Owens is saying is really dangerous? Yeah, citing statistics is really dangerous, guys. Never cite statistics. It's really dangerous. Never say things that are true about any anybody who's any race whatsoever, ever. You have to create a false narrative. That's the only safe way to act. Otherwise, it's dangerous. Telling the truth is dangerous, guys. So let's not ever tell the truth ever again. Uh, what is uh, what is dangerous is a white guy trying to intimidate a black woman because he disagrees with her. Another commentator shot back. <laughs> Reminds me of the 1920s when the K, when K, the KKK affiliated groups were erecting statues of Confederates to keep the black people in their place. As a history guy, you should know that. But Omara insisted that he wasn't trying to intimidate anyone. I was trying to call attention to efforts, uh, efforts, efforts to do that. So quite the opposite. It hurts that we. Well, no, no. I I don't actually think that he was trying to intimidate her, and I don't think anybody is confused as to what his intent was. Uh, he's just a moron. Is the problem? I mean, he, you know, of course he was trying to say this is your mm-hmm. KKK hood. You know, you're an you're an evil white supremacist. It's just an idiotic thing to do. Uh, anyway, the commentator, uh, the, sorry, the commenter, commenter, I might have been reading that as commentator for a long time. Okay, the commenter was, I've never read the word commenter before, I've never heard that. Somebody who comments is a commenter, that's funny. The commenter wasn't convinced, however, you you tweeted a white hood at a black one because you disagreed with her. That's not the opposite of calling attention to a-holes who intimidate and try to silence black people. It hurts you. Uh, it hurts that you are stupid enough to def- to keep defending your stupid actions. You need to apologize. With that, Omara said, I have and will continue to apologize. Sure. It was easily misunderstood and offensive. I apologize to anyone offended by the image and tweet. Um, well, I'm glad that he made this horrible... I mean, it's just... It's what you would call in tennis an unforced error, right? It's like the ball's coming at you. It's a perfectly easy shot to hit back and you hit it into the net. Right, I mean, the guy really effed up. Like, this is probably going to ruin his chances to to win his his seat, you know, as a congressional candidate. And I'm glad for that because we need as few Democrats in Washington as possible. But um, yeah, this is just stupid. What an idiot. Anyway, but it just goes to kind of show that these people they live in a sort of delusional world where they're they don't understand what they're, how what they're saying is going to be perceived. They don't they don't understand that what Candace Owens is saying is just true. What she's saying is just true. There's nothing bad about what she's saying. There's nothing true dangerous about what she's saying. Racism. Yeah, okay. And on that note, let's move on to the next story. Uh, do we? you want to read that super chat that we just got? Okay, yeah, I'll have a look here. Uh, let's see, Kristen Valeria, yes. Because I am afraid that I'm going to mispronounce some words. Well, I can't quite get to it here. Uh, my thing's still loading because I wasn't on the page. How is it loading so slowly? Because I'm not, I'm on the other, I'm not on this page ever. I'm always on the news pages. And so when I go back to it, then it happens. Oh, then, there it is. All right, there we go. Uh, Nathaniel, thank, uh, love your show. It's very underrated. Definitely on par with some of the larger conservative YouTube channels. You guys epitomize common sense. That's the word that you were worried about. The word epitomize. Okay, <laughs> well, um, the epitome of something is like um, the the most the clearest example of something. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, Next Nathan- Nathaniel, we like you. Thank you very much. 
You want to thank Nathaniel for his lovely... Uh, I think I saw comments from... What, what's, what's his name? Nathan... Nathaniel? Yep. Nathaniel about my hair, I think. Oh, and so you don't want to think about the super chat. You want to think about the hair comments. $5 is nice, but hair comments are priceless. Yes. <laughs> All right, correct. well, let's move on. Let's move on to the next story. You want to read? Uh, yeah. Social Justice for Toddlers, published by uh, Washington, po Washington Post. Yeah, this is insane. This is insane. So let's go ahead and go to this. Uh, they report on this the Fox News. I'll go ahead. And, this is the original article here. You can tell this guy is a social justice warrior just by looking at him. He's got all the hallmarks of the social justice warrior douche. Uh, anyway, playing with kids, basically indoctrinating them into their into their insane ideas. There's some more of that crap. Uh, anyway, so let's go ahead and have a look at uh, at Fox News's criticism because I'd rather read that than the original story. Uh, Okay, they've written as a headline, Washington Post mocked for social justice for toddler's guide. This is propaganda, you think? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's propaganda. Liberal paper suggested everything from flashcards to books that aim to dismantle uh, bias among young children. Liberal paper being the Washington Post. Uh, let's hear, Washington Post was lampooned this weekend, uh, this week, sorry, for publishing a social justice guide for toddlers that aims to push elements of Black Lives Matter and hashtag Me Too movements uh, into young children as young as three months old. Parents, do you want your three-year-old to be as joyless to be a joyless social justice drone by the time he, she, they hits kindergarten? Uh, would you like little Pat to be the puritanical scold of the playground, sucking the fun, life, and variety out of every grammar school interaction? Your pals of the Washington Post have a roundup of woke books. And programs for toddlers, everything to, you need to ensure your child will never be burdened with excess popularity. Media Research Center magazine editor Matt Philbin wrote, uh, uh, Matt Philbin is a good writer. I was able to read that very cleanly. Any mistakes were my own fault for being a bit tired. But uh, yeah, that was very cleanly written. That was a beautifully written uh, paragraph. Let's see here. Yeah, here's the douche again trying to play with kids. Yeah, look, put the thing on the top. Love gay people. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Philbin eviscerated a piece, uh, a post piece by uh, Natalie Jessionka last week, headlined Social Justice for Toddlers. These new books and programs start the conversation early. Jessionka wrote, experts say it's never too early uh, and a wave of new tools, sorry, and a new wave of tools and resources can help start the conversation. But Philbin didn't agree with the notion. And what tools, exclamation mark, anti-racism uh, flashcards, intersectionality books, a music class that develops understanding of gender and personhood. Uh, wouldn't you like to tuck, <laughs> wouldn't you like to tuck in the little one with a soothing read of anti-racist baby or woke baby, question mark. Uh, best of all, Jess Yonka says, a drag queen story time will soon be a televised show, Philbin wrote. And these... I would like to have read Philbin's thing, actually. I should have looked into this first. Um, and those experts urging you to politicize your infant, question mark. Jessianka talks to a woman who sells a curated box of toys, books, and curricula that aims to dismantle bias for kids as young as two years old. Take that, genderless potato head, Philbin continued. She consults with others who say that, uh, that children develop implicit bias as early as three months old and, and at four years are 
uh, are categorizing and developing stereotypes. Give me a flippin' break. Indeed, the Post article touted music classes, flashcards, and a variety of books that discuss intersectionality and broaden representation, along with short videos that teach parents and toddlers about anti-racism ideas. The feature also included uh, feedback from a Canadian woman who founded a company that aims to stomp out bias amongst toddlers, a psychology professor who studies race and social interaction, the owner of a children's bookstore that aligns with her mission of promoting black women authors and women's activism and women artists. Well, I won't be going to her bookstore anytime soon. (laughs) The Post also spoke with performance artists with the goal to increase exposure to drag support gender-variant children, good lord, and create an inclusive space where everyone feels welcome, except for conservatives, I imagine, uh, and a variety of other experts on the subject. Teaching kids to be narcissists. Note how the assumption in this story is that a self uh, is is a self-evident good. Note how the assumption in this story is a self-evident good. Teaching kids to be narcissists. Oh, neo-racists. Sorry, I wrote narcissist. I said narcissists. <laughs> it doesn't say narcissists. Same it says thing. Neo- I'm so, Same thing. I'm messed up. I told you guys that today was going to be bad. All right, let's see here. Not a single source suggesting that this critic has. Uh, good lord. Not a single source suggesting this has critics. A journalist, Andrew Sullivan, wrote, Not a one, this is propaganda. Andrew Sullivan, not as good of a writer as the other guy. That was much harder to read. Let's see. Author Jordan B. Peterson tweeted the article and joked, Who's the wokest baby? (laughs) (laughs) Just who's the wokest little baby? (laughs) Any others stick to Twitter to mock the post. I love Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, hands down, one of my favorite people in the whole world. Love that guy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Carrie Kirby wrote, The left is not ready for this um, the, the amount of kids that will be rebelling against their parents over this rubbish. Uh, let's see. C. Esther. I don't know what that is. Who this guy is. Uh, but he wrote, uh, How embarrassing. The Washington Post stole an entire story from the Babylon Bee. <laughs> Because it seems it's so silly, it almost seems like parody or satire. Let's see here. Uh, boycott the Oppression Olympics. Uh, let's see. Anti SJW Human wrote, I just threw up in my mouth a little. Uh, you know, an oldie but a goldie. Oldie it's a, but goldie. It's a good one. It's always a good one. Clifford D. May wrote, Note too that the writer propagates teaching children to champion social justice, but not a sentence defining social justice, defining key terms used to used to be a basic rule of journalism. The Washington Post used to be zealous about maintaining the basic rules of journalism. Clifton D. May, well written. I wrote that, I read that very well. <laughs> Sorry, there's you misspelled brainwashing. Oh, where's that one? Oh yeah, down here, Walter. At Long Beach Bum, he wrote, you misspelled brainwashing. It's perfect. I love I love those jokes. I love those you misspelled jokes. Those are quite good. Uh, Amy Otto 8 wrote, Jeff Bezos, at a certain point, you have to ask if this is good for the, for the America that made you. That's a good point. A lot of these people, they just don't pay attention to the fact, you know, they don't, they don't consider the fact they should be grateful that they live in America and that the values that allowed America to flourish are the values that are, are, are what allowed them to be the successes that they are. And now they're like anti-capitalist, you know, pro-social, pro-SJW nonsense. They're all this, for this progressive stuff. It's like, do you recognize that the country that allowed you to succeed believed in traditional values for 
generations and now you're just throwing it all out? I mean, uh, I guess I, they I'm, don't care if anybody else succeeds. They just like I'm their I'm ready to exchange my Russian passport to their American passport. They can go to Russia, live there for a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, any, any SJW who would like... Uh, Valeria is willing to give you her Russian passport in exchange for your American passport. So, just putting that out there. Exchange citizenship. Uh, although she'll have her own American passport soon enough. All right. Should we... Uh, is that... No, no. There's... there's. We have one more story. We have one more story. You want to read the last story, darling? Yeah. Um, pollution causing penises to shrink. Ah. She didn't really like to say that out loud. It didn't sound. Like... I don't like saying words like this. All right. So apparently, now I didn't get to read this article, but I thought it sounded funny, so I left it in. I didn't get a chance to read it, but pollution is shrinking penises, claim scientists, as toxic chemicals threaten humanity. Not just toxic chemicals, toxically masculine chemicals. I'm sure. Well, that would actually cause the opposite effect. <laughs> toxically masculine chemicals. Oh my gosh, it's huge. Oh, look at how disappointed she is. <laughs> that photo is hilarious. That photo is hilarious. Okay, let's see here. This is probably for like, you know, one of those pills that, that help you in bed. What, what do they call those? Uh, what are the little blue pills called? You know what I'm talking about? They help old men. Can't get it up. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Never had an experience. <laughs> Okay, well, let's. Uh, never had an so experience. Don't know what's. You're 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 an old man. You should know about these things, darling. Well, I know how it's called in Russian. What's it called? Viagra. Yeah, Viagra. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Same thing. I don't know. Why I couldn't remember that. All right, so I can't remember names. The, the reason why I remember this is because we had a very rush, very popular Russian band called uh -huh. Viagra, but it was three hot chicks. Blonde, brunette, and so they are like the equivalent of Viagra. They were yeah. in Eurovision and they like won a second place. Oh, wow, that's great! Oh, I gotta check them out. Like that's this. funny. Yeah. All right, let's see here. Uh, while we all know toxic chemicals and plastics were bad for the environment, it turns out it's affecting humans on a much more personal level. Scientists believe pollution is shrinking the size of penises <laughs> as well as lowering sperm count and fertility in women. I've heard that sperm count is lower today than it was in the like the 50s. I've heard of that. Although guys seem to be able to have kids still, so, you know, it hasn't completely destroyed the population. Uh, let's see here. Dr. Shauna H. Swan, an environmental and reproductive epidemiologist, explained the worrying findings in her latest book, Countdown, How Our Modern World is Threatening Sperm Counts, Altering Male and Female Reproductive Development, and Imperializing? Imperialing? Imperialing? I don't know what that means. I don't know that word. The future of our of of the human race. Oh, imperiling, imperiling, putting it into peril. I don't. Oh, that's the name of her book. Is that right? That's that's a long name for a book. I was trying to figure out why the word imperiling, putting into peril, imperiling, is capitalized. It's all because that's the capital. That's the title of the book. Oh man, sorry guys. Whew, I will wake up eventually. Probably right when we're done with the show. <laughs> Let's see. Dr. Swan co-authored a 2017 study into trends in sperm count and noted and noted it fell dramatically between 1973 and 2011. Now her latest book explores thank thank goodness I was born in 1979. So I'm I'm just like right there at the edge. I'm at that top top shelf level, mm -hmm. hopefully. 
Now her latest book explores these uh, these declining rates alongside reproductive health and shrinking genitalia. Oof, that's not good. <laughs> the word genitalia shrinking for some reason sounds worse than penises shrinking because penises shrink all the time. You know, afterwards. <laughs> you know, or if you go into the pool. <laughs> I was in the pool. I was in the pool. It's from a from a sitcom called Seinfeld. I'll show it to you or don't the show. It's funny. <laughs> Um, there was one time when I when we had to wade across in the Oregon coast. There was the tide had come in, and we were on this like island. Uh, it wasn't an island when we got on it. It was like just a part of the land. But because the tide came in, we were like on this island, and we were like, "Crap, we got to get back to the house." It was like the middle of winter, so we had to wade through the ocean in the middle of winter in Oregon to get back to the house. Little Chris has ne- never been smaller. <laughs> it was like unbelievable. I'm like, I didn't know it could get that small. <laughs> anyway, fun story, folks. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay. So chemicals in our environment are un- and, and unhealthy lifestyle practices in the modern world are disrupting our hormonal balance, causing various degrees of reproductive havoc, she wrote in a book. In some parts of the world, the average 20-something woman today has less, is less fertile than her grandmother was at 35. Ah, that's terrible. Her latest research also revealed that chemicals and pollution uh, is seeing the volume of tastes, t- oh, sorry, testes, not t- tastes. testes reduce, along with penis size and the quality of sperm. Uh, one of the biggest culprits is, good Lord, ph- phthalates. Phthalates, I think the pH is silent. Phthalates, a chemical found in everything from makeup to food, which is thought to affect fertility and even cause a, re- a reduced sex drive. Chatting to The Intercept, Dr. Swan said, we found a relationship between women's phthalate levels and their sexual satisfaction. Along with phthalates, parabens, uh, atrazine, and BBA, BPAs, uh, bisphenol A, we're also wreaking havoc with our systems. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see here. Well, actually, this is interesting. Dr. Swan added, researchers in China found that workers with higher levels of bisphenol A, commonly known as BPA, in their blood were more likely to have sexual problems, including decreased desire. Um, Babies get exposed to various chemicals while in the womb. Yeah, if if you want to read this, it's from the New York Post. It's called Pollution is Shrinking Penises, Claim Scientists as Toxic Chemicals Threaten Humanity. I mean, this actually does seem fairly concerning, I would say. If it's true, you never know. Sometimes these people, they put that stuff in there, in their books and whatnot, really just to be provocative, to get attention. And maybe it's not quite as true as they're making it seem or quite as the problem is making it seem. But from what this article says, it does seem like it's, I mean, that's disconcerting. I don't want my boys, if I have children, I don't want them to, to be all messed up because of the chemicals in the, in the world. I don't think any, I think everybody would agree with that. Uh, um, I don't think it'll be a problem for our kids, but, uh, but well, you never um, know. You never know. The, the one chemicals. of my favorite uh, stand-up Russian comedies when the guy showed a map, like a world map, uh-huh. With penis sizes <laughs> in different countries, there is like amazing. this is like um, the greenish. There is like green, um, orange, and red, yeah. which is mean red. The smallest one 
super green like biggest yeah. one which is super yeah. green would be like brazil yeah yeah and um russia america like middle and asian yeah. are smallest right. and guy was like the stand-up guy was like russians don't get upset because we don't have the greenest area the biggest penises i'm sure asians are messing up our statistics <laughs> because we have a border with china <laughs> my my, uh, my buddy so i i went to a science lab once in uh let's see if i can find this um i went to a science lab once in uh it, the school that i went to because my buddy worked he was a scientist he worked in a science lab let me see here yes yes that's <laughs> so they you see what i was looking at yeah so they <laughs> um in science labs they often don't have full latex gloves they'll have finger gloves just these mm -hmm. little finger gloves and I'd never heard of these before. I'd never seen them before. I, I saw them before when you cut your, uh, when you have a cut and you put it over right. band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so this is what the, um, <laughs> this is what the finger gloves look like, folks. And they are very tiny. <laughs> They're very tiny. And I remember I opened up a drawer and I was like, I just looked over at my buddy. I was like, the hell is this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he goes, I goes, oh, and he starts laughing, and he goes, you know what the really funny thing is, uh, the the doctor at this lab is Asian, so we give him we give him crap all the time about the little finger gloves, you know, and uh, and and we're just we're just having a good laugh. But the thing is, like, you can't make jokes like that anymore. No, you can't make jokes. You, you'll be called a racist or something like that. But I love that. I mean, it's not like he didn't like the doctor that worked in his lab. He loved that guy. No, right? just funny. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, my buddy Kurt is, you know, half Japanese and he's always talking about, not always, but when this kind of stuff comes up and he's like, no, the certain parts of me are just white. <laughs> certain parts of me are not Asian at all. Yes, I'm half Asian. You can kind of see it in the eyes. You can kind of see it here or there. No, waist, like waist down, I'm white. <laughs> but they're like pure Brazilian even. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that's uh, that's kind of a funny last story to end on. Uh, all right, I guess we're done with the news, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to uh, you want to read some questions uh, yeah. and comments? We have a super chat from Patriot Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Forcing the GTA Five online lobby to listen to you, you, you. I mean, I guess me and you. Here is cat food money. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. Our cat eats a lot, actually. Kind of funny. Um. And there is another super chat from Lauren Smart. Uh huh. We raised a generation of lazy entitled brats. Yeah, no, we have raised uh, a generation of entitled brats. Uh, they're called Antifa. Uh, I actually had, I actually tweeted something out a little while ago, and it was like, I think that the reason um, that we've created this whole Antifa culture is because in like the '80s and '90s there was this trend to only have. Uh, uh, only have one child, right? Uh, only only, ch only child, an only child. You know, they don't have brothers and sisters. They don't grow up learning how to share. They don't. They don't grow up. They kind of. They tend to grow up a bit spoiled. They're sort of like the youngest. If you have a family, you know, the youngest is always sort of the baby. They're always coddled a little bit more than everybody else. And uh, it's the same with with the. You're an only child. And you're a spoiled brat. Uh, I am because, <laughs> well, I remember my relationship with my cousin and other cousin. Mm -hmm. I We did not like each other. <laughs> really? I was in a terrible relationship 
I mean. What? Why did you not like each other? I don't know. I just didn't like me being a child. I didn't like other children. Oh, that's funny. Well, you're just a weirdo. I don't know if that's because you're an only child. Maybe, but but your parents weren't. They didn't really spoil you compared to. Like a lot of Americans will spoil their children if they have an only child because they don't have to divide their attention amongst all the different children. They can just give them all the presents. They can give them whatever. And especially if the parents are divorced. If you have an only child and the parents are divorced, it's terrible because the parents will each sort of try to outbid each other on yeah, how I, nice I, they I, can I, be. And so they'll give them presents and stuff. And all these kids ended up in Antifa, I think. <laughs> well, my parents were good with me. Did you see the, uh, did you see the super chat from Joey Fountain? Yeah. Do you want to that's, read it or you want me to? That's, I think that's um, referred to me, so. Oh, all right. Go for it. And nosing into your personal lives. Seems I recall Valeria said she didn't want children during a show with slightly offensive and his wife. Now that you all, uh, you're all married, has that changed? Slightly offensive? Wow, this guy knows about uh, that we're friends with Elijah and, and, uh, and his wife. Is it the guy? Kezia. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Joey's a guy's name. Okay, you know better because yeah, I'm we're not... good. We're good friends with Elijah and Kezia. That's that's the host of Slightly Offensive over there on the Blaze. Uh, they were they used to live in L.A. and uh, they were probably our best friends out here, actually, in terms of like a. Couple. Well, uh, I might say that I don't want children, but for now. Yeah. Oh, she's always wanted children. She just. I now. I yeah. I don't feel like I'm ready. Yeah, she's a bit young. I, I'm too young. I mean, in Russia, my classmates already have two children. She's too selfish to have I a child. I was like, eh. she'd be like, she'd be like, can well, I, like... I can heat the milk up and give it to my child, or I can just drink it myself. <laughs> Fortunately, Valeria doesn't like milk, so the child will get all the milk. I no, I didn't like milk, and I have a lactose intolerance. So. Oh, I didn't know that. No problem. No, come on. Come on, man. I just thought you didn't like it. I didn't. I never liked it. And my parents and my grandparents were always like, you need to drink milk. You need to eat cotton cheese. You need to be strong, like strong bonds. Cottage cheese, not cottage. cotton cheese. <laughs> cotton cheese. I don't know what cotton cheese is, but I'd like to try it. It sounds okay, good. Like cotton candy, but Sorry. <laughs> cheesier. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I never liked it. And then I did the test and uh -huh. I was like, hey, you have lactose intolerance. I was like, that's oh, why. I, I, yeah, you did tell me this. I was like, you did tell me this. I'm not surprised because I have like, well, whatever. Yeah. I There's just... one more super chat. And that's a, I think that's the biggest super chat we ever had. Oh my gosh, Micah. Micah, you are a champion. You want to read it or shall I read it? Well, let's... All right, I will read it. Uh, Micah writes, Keep up the good work, guys. Love the show. Well, thank you so much, Micah. Uh, I think Valeria should say thank you because she's the one everybody really watches the show for. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Mike. Micah. 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 Thank you so much. I, I, I feel like Micah is more of a Jewish name. I, I hear guys named Micah. Don't say Jewish because my friend now is just gonna text me like crazy. Like, I might be wrong about that. Maybe it's more of a like, maybe it's more of a traditional Christian name. <laughs> uh, but Musgrave, Musgraves, he Musgraves is his name. I do know a guy named Musgrave. I don't think he has an S at the end um, end of it, but he's an actor out here in Hollywood. I won't name his first name because I don't want to get blacklisted. I think he's a Democrat anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But anybody I know is in danger. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Joey Fountain's written again. You want to read it? No, you read it. Oh, I'm reading it. I'm reading these now, guys. Uh, this Joey 
is really Joanna. Oh, okay, Joanna. I, I'm so I sorry. I that that was a Your problem. picture's sideways. I can't see. Is it sideways? <laughs> That's why I did this, Chris. Did you see me doing that? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Joey. Uh, she's Joanna. Joey is a nickname. I'm a grandma from the South, LOL. Oh, well, that's absolutely lovely. Um, I've never, I'd never, I've never met a Joey who is a girl, except I think there was, I think the girl from Dawson's Creek, there was a show called Dawson's Creek in the 90s, and I think her character was, was Joey. Although I'm not sure because I never watched the show, but I think that's right. Well, name Micah is not Jewish. My friend just texted me. Oh, isn't it? No, is it not? not. It, it just sounds Jewish. Micah. <laughs> right? you're, gonna, you're gonna get so much crap hey, because of that that's the that's the the hebrew way of speaking isn't it they all the time uh, it's not racist it's just true yeah this guy writes all old testament names are jewish really well yeah i mean obviously that's true but i just meant like something that Jew, it's, jewish it's, people it's tend from, to name it's from kids. the bible he he said yeah, yeah, I, yeah I know. I know it's from the Bible, but is it a name that Jewish people tend to name their kids? Did they really? Say, oh my God, Mark! Did they really say bigger super chat even then go to Jewish? <laughs> That's, I, yeah, I, so like, I Jewish name. I don't think Jewish will give us so much money. I don't think you. Do you see? We should have guessed, Chris. I don't. <laughs> Uh, I need to be more stereotypical in my thoughts. I really do. I don't. I don't uh, think stereotypically enough. You know, they're always like, "You shouldn't be stereotypical." No, I, I'm not stereotypical <laughs> enough. Is my problem. Oh man. Oh, somebody has a female cousin na named uh, Joey or nicknamed Joey. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel's back. You want to read it? Uh yeah. You mean this last one? Oh my gosh, no, I haven't seen that, but that may have to go on the news tomorrow. What? Did you read what he wrote? No, what? So Nathaniel's written, have you seen the new Pantene commercial promoting kids to be brave by transitioning their gender? No, I have not. Pantene, is it the shampoo? Uh-huh, yeah. But we're never buying sh I'm Pantene again, I'll I'm tell you that. I never, <laughs> yeah. never used it. There's oh, some cancel terrible. culture here. That is terrible. That is terrible. Oh, kids, be brave. Transition. Oh, that's that's you know what you know what the brave thing to do is now, not to transition. <laughs> that's the brave thing now. The pro the problem is a lot a lot of these um, <clears throat> a lot of these sort of LGBTQ plus eight yeah you know, H yeah HTVW yeah a lot a lot of these or like these kinds of folks that promote this stuff. They like to pretend that it's brave to be gay or trans or something like that. And they like, they like to pretend that these people get bullied all the time and that, you know, their lives are really tough. And, you know, that was probably true in like the 1930s. It was probably true in like maybe even the night, certainly like the 1980s. But 1997, probably plus, you know, after that, uh, it's it, there's no there's nothing but positive from coming out as gay or coming out as trans and that kind of thing. Like, I mean, there was obviously different demar demarcating dates, I suppose, when it became more positive than negative to come out as gay, more positive than negative to come out as trans. But um, you get a lot of attention. You're provocative. You get a lot of uh, sympathy. You get a lot of love from the gay community. So, and you're not really harassed that much because, you know, it's really frowned upon in our society to harass people who are, you know, for their sexuality. So... It's like all upside. This whole idea that you're brave 
that is such an old tired thing that's like it's very archaic this idea that you're brave to come out as gay like it, again it doesn't perceive the world as it is it perceives it in this sort of fantasy way um but anyway i think that's good for the questions and answers is there anything else that uh, needs to be read no i think it's uh well it's seven seventeen. Seven seventeen. you're ready to go yeah uh all right you guys are the best audience in the world we think the world of you that's, we talk about you off screen how great you guys are true yeah um, but anyway, um, we, we loved hearing your questions today. Actually, a lot of really good questions. Um, um, yeah, really poignant, really smart stuff and uh, interesting stories today. Tomorrow, even more interesting stories. I don't know what they're going to be, but I can't wait to see them. Uh, so we'll see you tomorrow again. Same toxic time, same toxic channel. I'm toxic, she's masculine. Together we are toxic masculinity. I really wanted to say that, but you're so fast. I'm too I couldn't fast. Get it. I'm too fast. All right. Well, we'll play the outro and we'll outro. the outro. Yeah. You want to say goodbye? Bye. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. <laughs>